This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples, UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast episode number 256. We are the Fight Disciples. This is dedicated to the world of UFC mixed martial arts. If you've only just come across it, you can get us on iTunes. Please subscribe there and write us a lovely little review. It'll help us in the iTunes charts for visibility. People from around the world will see us more if you're interacting with us more on iTunes. Uh, and you can also get us on all social medias, at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. A lot of people have been sending me messages about uh, YouTube and when the Jimmy Manoway interview will be going up next week. Uh, he's fighting in Toronto uh, a week of Saturday, as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought, rather than stick it up now and it get lost in all our Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder traffic, we'll hold it back till next week so you get to see an exclusive interview with Jimmy Manoway uh, as he goes uh, toe-to-toe in Toronto next week. All right? So uh, do get on our YouTube channel. Are we holding uh, that back that. because last time Jimmy went to a fight, he got injured the week of the fight? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to make sure. That is another reason. Um, for those that don't know... Because we paid the price last time because yeah. I interviewed him last time and we end up getting left on the edit and sweet floor, so maybe we should use it quick. Nick did a, a multi-award winning interview with uh, Jimmy Manoway that gave him so much content, and then the day we were releasing it, he wasn't fighting, so I thought, we'll just hold this. Can't use it, mate, soz. Anyway, just just on you, by the way, um, we're obviously going to get stuck into a fantastic weekend coming up and reviewing everything that we saw in Beijing at the weekend, uh, but I just want to make an apology to uh, the mixed martial arts uh, media uh, world uh, because uh, Nick's obviously got up Sunday morning. He's uh, he's in a little bit of a mood and he's decided to absolutely weigh in on every single man and his dog mm. on social media. Um, would you like to explain yourself? Because no, um, fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. Basically, if you reported on Ortiz Liddell. Three, yeah, and you were reporting in a way where it was a significant fight in the mixed martial arts world. Nick took offence to this, yeah, yeah, and decided to uh, abuse every single man and his dog. I did because we knew what it was before when it was even announced. You know, this is not like Dana White talking about starting Zoo for boxing and getting into boxing because Dana White actually understands boxing and knows the sport. Yes, he's a he's a mixed martial arts promoter, but his background is boxing. He's a huge boxing fan. He's always at the boxing. If and when he does become a boxing promoter, he'll probably do well, do do a good job at it because he will understand the fucking sport. Yeah, what was clearly evident with Oscar De La Hoya. Listen, I'm a huge boxing fan. I love Oscar De La Hoya <laughs> in boxing circles. But when he starts promoting mixed martial arts and he's describing icons like Chuck Lydell, it's just fucking embarrassing. That press conference, the, the pre-fight press conference... Was cringe, man. Just wait a minute, wait a minute. I need to do it. You ready? You ready? Yep. Oh, it's cold. <laughs> That's the Charlie up your nose, Oscar. <laughs> Lay off the Charlie. Oh, shall, shall we get started, everybody? He had no fucking idea what Mate, he was doing, the, who he was standing next to, who go, he was on stage The thing with. is, Golden Boy, obviously, have done extremely well in the world of boxing. Of course. We know that. And they look after the likes of Canelo. Yep. And Icons, some man. other Mexican fantastic fighters like Jaime Munguia in the world of boxing, right? If you are going to make that big step, the big step over and cross over into a different sport like mixed martial arts is and decide, right, we're going to go and try and make a few quid and put on a, what we would class as a, a blockbuster event, yep. then on your first press conference in order to sell that fight, you kind of do a bit of research, don't you? You know what I mean? It's like I've gone and done jobs. For example, 2012. 
I was asked to go and present at the Excel Arena at the London Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. Part of my presentation was obviously the boxing, which was in the Excel uh, uh, Arena, but also in there was the table tennis. Now, I ain't got a fucking clue about table tennis, mate, right? I can't speak Chinese. I can't interview any of the dudes. I don't know anything about it, right? But part of my job at that particular time was, right, you can do the boxing, but I need you to ferry it around in the, in the XL. I need you to go and do some uh, ping, ping pong, pong, and I need you to go and do some weightlifting. There's a bit of judo knocking about down there. Class. Can you get involved and interview some of these guys as well? Now, maybe, me, I said, yeah, mate, I'll jump on board. As long as I get through the boxing, I'm in, right? Now, I could have turned up and just completely blagged the whole situation. But yeah. when you turn up and there's 15,000 people in the fucking arena looking at you on a TV screen going, this geezer better know what he's talking about. <laughs> you kind of do your research the night before. I've never done any research since on table tennis, but for that particular moment, that particular job, I listen, mate, I knew my Li Zhaozheng from my Muzi Ha, right? I knew it all, son, right? <laughs> I knew before I'm from my backhand. <laughs> So he's rocked up as an Oscar at the weekend, hasn't he? He's like going... No idea. He's, got, he's turned up to the office in the morning and gone uh, to his PA. Right, what are we, uh, what are we doing today? Uh, we've got the MMA press conference. All right, who is it? It's uh, Light... Uh, well, how do you pronounce that? Light, Light, yeah, Lydell and who? Right, sound. Get, let's get up there. Come on. Because I've, I've got a date this afternoon. Let's yeah, get on with yeah. it. Got to go on the golf course this afternoon. That's what it was like. That's what exactly what it was like. So, from that moment... If you didn't fucking know already, it was a car crash and you should have stayed away from it. Plus the fact that Chuck's nearly 50. Chuck was asked to leave the UFC by by Dana White, basically begged him to leave the UFC because he was gone. He was shot to bits, his chin completely gone. And yet he rocks up 10 years later or whatever on a Golden Boy show. The whole thing was embarrassing. The, the the pre-workout thing where Chuck literally looked like fucking some old man hitting pads. Someone who'd never hit pads before in their lives. The way and he shuffled up to the scales. Now, there's mixed mar- this is what upset me. There was mixed martial arts journalists on this beat. Giving it airtime. Where I've worked on for the last decade or more. Giving it airtime. Talking about it like it's fucking real, like it's relevant. This is not mixed martial arts at the top end. This is not the UFC, Bellator, or anything like that. This is the equivalent. This is like going to covering Wimbledon one day, and then next week, McEnroe versus Ilya Stasi are playing in a local sports <laughs> hall to raise money for charity, and going down and giving it the same kind of coverage. Going it like it fucking means something. That's what upset me. None of the MMA journalists seem to make this different. To go like, whoa, this is... Why is he... No one was making a big enough noise to go, why is he even licensed for a start? This is not tennis. This is this is mixed martial arts. This is fight sports. Going to get knocked out. Going to get hurt. Yes, there was plenty of journalists going, whoa, I'm a bit concerned about this. But why wasn't there a boycott? Why didn't he just go... Because there's a fucking stupid union anyway in America anyway yeah. that a lot of these MMA journalists have joined. I've never joined. He asked me to join. I said, fuck off. <laughs> They're all in a little union anyway. They've all got a little click. So why didn't he just go, listen, boys, that is what it is. It's Legends Tour stuff. It's, it's like when Liverpool fucking tour to Australia and Steve yeah, yeah. Backmanham and Robbie Fowler play and blah, blah. No one takes it seriously. It's not real. It's not relevant to the sport at the highest level. So why didn't the MMA journalists go, listen, boys, yeah, thanks, Golden Boy. Um, we're going to send one of the office juniors down to do a little colour piece for the website, but it'll be more about the dangers of, you know, sport, blah, blah. We're not taking part. We're not getting involved. We're, we're, we're covering the proper sport. That's not the proper sport. That's what upset me. Because the more they talk about it, the more they fucking cover it. And encourage it. They encourage it. It'll happen again. We don't want to see Chuck Liddell get knocked out again. He's a fucking legend. It, it, that's what made me sick. 
And then straight away, the next day, who's one of the first people to have a go at Chuck? Uh, Chael Sonnen. And I'm like, Chael, you can fuck off as well. <laughs> Chael's just trying to get Chuck, get him to fight Chuck so he can make money over here now as well. I don't know. We should be intelligent enough to know that this is fight sport at the hot, at the, this is the top level. This is why I love fight sport. This is why I'm a fight disciple. Is because I want to see fair fights. That's the best thing about it. I want to see fair. I don't want to see Adriel Adesanya smash the fuck out of Anderson Silva. And we'll come on to that later. <laughs> I want to see fair fights every weekend. The best fights. That's why I prefer the UFC over every other mixed martial arts organization. Because for me, the, most of the best fighters in the world are under this one roof. And they generally make the best fights in the world. Likewise, boxing. I watch Matrium, uh, Frank Warren shows. I watch Golden Boy boxing shows. Because they're the best fighters. Generally match with the best at the top level. This was a fucking car crash from start to finish, and it was embarrassing. And one good tweet I did see, this was from a journalist called Ian Kidd, and he works for Bloody Elbow. Anyone doesn't, who's banging to MMA, you should follow Bloody Elbow because it's proper journalism goes on there, you know what I mean? There's no this fanboy bullshit. And he put a wicked tweet out yesterday, and I just want to mention it because um, he said, someone on the Liddell versus three undercard made $1,250 to show and $1,250 if he won. That was for a $40 pay-per-view card. People charge $40 for that. Not one ex-UFC fighter, and there was plenty on there, made his UFC salary or more during that event on Saturday. And that was, despite the fact that Oscar De La Hoya, when he first got into MMA, said the UFC pay is disgusting against fighters, and he would always pay the fight as well. So, I just wanted to quote that because it's all bullshit. So, anyone that supported that event and by supporting that I mean covering it retweeting it fucking talking about it writing articles about it about the implications or how good Tito looked or whatever shame on you shame on you you alright? yeah man let's move on let's talk about some proper fight sports no please. no no while you're on it Anderson Silva's fighting Israel Avicenia <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy about that fight no? I'm not happy about that fight because no it's been fed to the fucking wolf. Me, exactly. It's like we know Anderson's finished now. He's had his time. You know, we were joking about it the other week about Anderson Silva fighting Darren Till. Mm. I, I wasn't serious. I even said then Darren Till would smash him to bits. Mm. Anderson Silva's finished. Why do we need to see Israel Adesanya absolutely fucking light him up like a Christmas tree? We don't. There's no point. Well, the reason for it is we know that obviously Bobby Knuckles and Kevin Gastelum are going to be the main... Uh, yep. attraction, rightfully so, on that card. Israel Adesanya is the pretender to the throne. They need... I mean, listen, if you're into MMA, you know exactly who the dude is, but they're looking for that uh, crossover, aren't they? So it's a big Australian card. This is a kid that fights out of New Zealand, so that we're going to stick him on the card. We need a proper name for him to fight. And it's just a shame that they're feeding an absolute legend of the game to the wolf. Because yeah. of the comparisons that have been made between these two guys, you know? Of course. He is the next coming. Yeah, yeah. He is Anderson Silva 2.0. That's why they're Listen, doing it, but it's, it's wrong. It's a, long way, it. it's a long way away and hopefully it doesn't happen. That's all I've got to say about it. Hopefully it doesn't happen. I don't need to see my fight of the year from 2018, Adesanya, start next year by absolutely fucking killing Anderson Silva. I just don't need to see it. I know Anderson Silva's had his time. I know Adesanya's time is just beginning. Mm. I do not need to see that crossover fight. I don't need to see it. It's Silver's no no longer for me ranked in the top ten at middleweight anyway. Mm. Shouldn't be anywhere near the top ten. Mm. So Adesanya doesn't need to beat him to get a title shot. It won't. Hopefully, hopefully, it won't happen. 
But I was disappointed when I seen that, especially after the weekend we've just had with that golden boy nonsense. I just thought, fuck's sake. Anyway. Great to see Big Francis back. Yeah, man. Eh? Jesus. Do you know what I love the most about this? First of all, obviously the timing. How good is it watching fucking people kick shit out of each Brilliant. other? During breakfast. Bravo. <laughs> fucking loved it. More in Beijing. Like, every fight should be over in Beijing. 8am. Beautiful. 8am start time. Do you know That's what, perfect. Do you know what I loved about the commentary, right? Because obviously our boy Dan's on, on comms with, uh, with John, right? John is meticulous with stat. He's so knowledgeable, man. Yeah, he's yeah. got it coming out of his ears as the lad, right? Preps the fuck. You can yeah. tell, can't you? Yeah. He's polished, man. He's but very he knows very his good. shit, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. So he's obviously got... The fight's just started. It's only just kicked off. Now, John's obviously got this um, premeditated... Uh, little spiel at the start of the fights, and he does it for the majority of the fights. Gives a little bit of a story of these yep. two guys. Where they've been before. You. Gives you a lovely bit of painting of the picture. Drops a few stats in, and then obviously the commentary will flow in nicely. Normally it lasts about thirty seconds. However, Francis didn't fucking want to wait around, did he? <laughs> During John's little preamble of this is this, this is this, this is where we've been. This is the. You could just hear Dan go. Oh! <laughs> Overhand right. <laughs> John obviously was thinking about his. his pre- he's like. What's going on? What's happening? And Dan's just losing his shit in the background. Yeah, going, he can't recover. <laughs> it was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was wicked. It was wicked. My only criticism of the whole card actually was the fact that they kept. I don't know. It was because it was. We watched it on BT, and the show obviously for the US is made for Fight Pass. Yeah, I think it's Fight Pass. It's hard to fucking keep track these days. I think it was Fight Pass. They cut John off on BT because the advert, obviously, I don't know who, who the producer was for BT, but it would get to the just before it went to the advert, it'd be like oh, right, John would get his spiel ready to go, and he just cut him, cut yeah. him down. It made it sound awful. But anyway, other than that, we got to see the fights, though. Yeah, of course, that's all that matters. And Gary was fucking ace. Feel for Curtis Blades, man, because he's on an absolute tear. And like, do you want to go and get revenge against that? You know, the wounded the guy that's yeah, shot man. to pieces. Get let, in there. Let me get, let me get it done. And he just fucking big over around right around the back of the head as well. Sometimes they're the worst ones because if it lands on your chin, at least you're like, you're just out. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're just gone. But then ones around the back of the head, yeah. you don't know what your name is no more. You don't know what day it is. You don't know what colour the sky is. No, don't know where you are. You're just fucking lumbering around like a lunatic. And f- straight away, I was like, I thought, Goddard's jumped in just too early for me there. Do you think? Just too early. And then as soon as I watched the replay, I thought, nah, man, that was a great stoppage. Yeah, yeah. Great stoppage by Mark, you know. You listen, I'm a Mark fanboy anyway, but when I watched the highlights, I was like, he was gone. He wasn't He wasn't intelligently defending himself. No, he wasn't. The fact he was he was up on all fours, usually you would think, oh, he's trying to he's trying to come back into it, but I don't think he knew what fucking day it was. He didn't even know what his own name was. Mm. I didn't even think he knew he was a human. He might have thought he was a turtle, <laughs> just sitting there. And that's that was why it was a brilliant well, stoppage. You, right. We only saw best part of a minute, right? Less than that. When it started, I was a little bit worried for Francis. Now, I know that, obviously, he's, he's gone through um, two stinkers, yeah? And therefore uh, yeah. and therefore, his confidence might be a little bit... He well, just looked... The Stipe one wasn't necessarily a stinker. On paper, going five rounds with Stipe isn't Come such on. a bad thing. It was bad. But he just got battered. He got battered for 25 minutes, didn't he? That was the problem. The, and then Derek Lewis, that was just the yeah. worst fight but in this, history. But this, he looked like... He looked tense. Do you know what I mean? Until he, until that shot landed, he looked really really tense. And then obviously, when the fight was finished, it was like a, he'd exercised the ghost. Yeah, yeah. He, you could just see his hand cocked. It was just. Did you see how big it was? Yeah, it was massive. His right hand looks like a microwave. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I was watching it. I don't know if it was the shape of the glove because the, the UFC glove can look quite square. 
But just before he throws that right hand, when you watch the replay, look at his right fist. It looks like a microwave. It's like he's got a microwave at the end of each arm. It's like, fucking hell, no wonder he knocked him out. Jesus but Christ. But he's, he's lording it, isn't he? He's yeah, yeah. From, from the moment the fight starts, he's like going, yeah, I'm, on, I'm only throwing this, yeah. mate. Bing. <laughs> Whereas normally when I've watched him, he looks calm, he looks relaxed, he looks smooth and maybe fluid, that's a good then thing, it's then. a bank. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe maybe him being on his fucking toes, being terrified, if I fuck up here, mm. where do I go from here kind of thing? Maybe that's what we need from Francis, to stay on his game, because, listen, he did something he didn't do at all in his last fight, and that he threw a fucking punch. Yeah. So thank heaven for small mercies. I... I it was just nice to see him come back. As again, I feel for Curtis Blades because I feel like Blades was making a real run here, yeah. and now he's been completely derailed again. But uh, it's a, it's a, it's fun, isn't it? This heavyweight division is fun again. That's what it feels like. Yeah, of course it is. Likewise, Overeem coming back into it, man. Mate, it's fun to see Overeem come back he, in. He he stole Pavlo, uh, Pavlovich's cheddar, soul, didn't cheddar it? fucking ching. Mm. That was free money. Honestly, mm. I didn't I didn't mention it on Twitter until after he'd won, but I was like. You've got Overeem as the underdog against the guy making his UFC debut. Mm. I don't give a fuck where he's been champion before. He ain't ever stepped in the UFC octagon and had the kind of pressure he's on now. On foreign soil for the first time as well. He's facing Overeem, who, I don't give a fuck who you are, but if you're in mixed martial arts and you're a heavyweight, at some stage, you've had Overeem as your fucking idol. So, I just knew. I just knew this kid was going to get lit up. And I thought Overeem looked great. Looked mm. good. What has he got? It's weird, the Overeem thing, isn't it? Because yeah. you see him getting mauled out by Francis and Garnu, and you think, right, that's him done. Yep. And then he goes on a little bit of a run, and you're thinking, all right, he's back in now. <laughs> it's, it's, like, weird, it's weird, this game. He won a couple of fights. He lost to Stipe, didn't he, in between about, I think he had about six, seven wins with the loss to Stipe for the title in the middle. Then he lost to Nganu. Then he loses to Blades, the two guys who are headlining above him the weekend. But then he bounces back with that win. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's a weird, now he's moved camps again. You know, he's changed fucking gyms so many times over him. He changes gyms like the weather. But, you know, no doubt he'll be saying now, oh, this is, it's because I'm in the right gym yeah. now. Fucking over him 2.0. But he can't fight Blades because it's Blades' gym. He's joined. So it's not like he can fight Blade, mm. Blades, but Nganu wouldn't surprise me. That, yeah. he, he, will, he will want to exercise that one. I, I mean, he so. was knocked out with a knockout of the year, mate. And Nganu would jump at it as well. Yeah. Interesting. What else lit you up um, from Beijing at the weekend? Um, I thought that Jing Liang, the welterweight, is a fucking monster against that David Zawada. That was a brilliant fight, absolutely brilliant. Jing Liang got a killer uh, uh, body kick in the, the finish in the, in the third round. That was excellent. Um, I'm trying to think what other was the, what other was the best thing about it. Oh, that Kevin Holland against John Phillips quite early on the card as well. Um, that Kevin Holland, the middleweight, I really like the look of him. I think he looks brilliant. I think John Phillips, the, the Welsh kid, mentioned him on last week's show. He, um, for me, I'd like to see him go down to welter. Mm. Uh, I don't know if he's fought at welter before, but he's a fat welterweight, let's be honest here. He's a fat welterweight. He's carrying a lot of timber. and uh, But the shots he took from Kevin Holland, he was walking him down. Typical fucking Welsh grit, made of steel. And I just thought, you know what? If you can take them qualities to the weight division below, you could probably be a force, but you're not big enough and long enough. And Holland was just too long and just too athletic for him. I just thought if he went down to welter, John Phillips might be able to do something in the UFC. But reminded me a little bit of John Maguire, who was in the UFC welterweight division, ironically. Carried a little bit of timber about him. Loads of heart, loads of passion, but just felt like 
if you were a bit more athletic, if you were potentially in a different weight class, there's probably a UFC running here. So I'd like to mm. see John Phillips move down, but I like uh, Kevin Holland. And the first fight as well, that uh, Lewis Smolker against uh, Mudirish, uh, the, the armbar submission, that was fucking brilliant. Mm. So if you want to go back and watch it, I would definitely look out for that fight. Um, the Alex Morono fight was fight of the night. That was excellent as well, uh, even though Morono won every round. But it was all about Jing Liang for me and Nganu, of course. Of course. Um, this weekend, you're getting treated if you're a mixed martial arts UFC fan. Double header. Because you got double head this weekend, and everybody loves double head, don't they? Um, Friday night into the early hours of Saturday morning, it is the ultimate, fi- uh, ultimate final finale. Yep. Easy for me to say. It sure is. Of which uh, culminates with uh, RDA versus Kamara Wasman, a fight that we've been talking about on here for quite some time. And obviously you've got everything uh, connected to Tough uh, on Friday night in Vegas. And then the night after, well, it's kind of a little bit longer if you're in the UK because it falls into the early hours of the morning once again on Sunday um, where you get UFC Adelaide where there's Mark Hunt and Tuavisa and all these types of characters having a little bit of a knockdown there as well. So we'll start with tough uh, finale, shall we, uh, on Friday night, because I'd just like to tell you that I am over stateside. I'm, uh, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm free Friday night. It's only an hour away from where I'm stopping, isn't it? Should go. little nip over. Should go. little nip. It's cool. The, the, the Pale Theatre, the Palms as well. I've seen tough. What the, which tough was it? I've seen there. Tough. Sixteen, seventeen. I don't know. The one where the one where Bisping was corner was uh, against uh, Mayer Miller. I All right, s- yeah, I yeah, yeah. That, I seen that tough final at the Palms, uh, at the Pale Casino at the Palms. That's a wicked, uh, it's a wicked little venue. It's probably only about a three thousand seater. Also in the Palms, by the way, on the uh, on top of because it's two towers, the Palms. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. On top of one of the Palms, there is the. Moon. Uh, there is Moon and in the other been in there a few times let well me in the other you. one oh, the, in the other one there's the Playboy Lounge isn't there if uh, if you if you remember so uh, you can I get... I've never went to Playboy Lounge have you not no no no, oh, no. no. been to Moon went to Moon one night and um, Moon famously they opened the roof yeah yeah and let so the on the opposite tower that's where the Playboy Lounge oh, is oh really yeah. Yeah, yeah I was too busy in Moon with one um, Denzel Washington was Were on you? the next table Were you? that's a story for a different <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say me and Denzel. Tight now, are you? Tight. Sweet. Tight. Uh, anyway, that's uh, the destination for this weekend. The fight at the top of the bill. We'll talk about Tough. Because I'll be honest with you, I've not really paid too much attention to this season of Tough. I've, I've nipped in and out of it. I'm normally hardcore with, with Tough. Uh, but I, I've only nipped in and out. The fight, obviously, that he's headlining uh, this final uh, in Vegas. It's in the welterweight division. Rafael Dos Anjos, who's taken to welterweight like a duck to water. We thought that he might struggle moving up from lightweight, the former lightweight champion. Um, and the reason why he went up, again, this is something that we spoke about maybe a, a year to 18 months ago, is that he he ran out of options at lightweight. Yeah. The lightweight division had moved on. a couple, that the, was it. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of killers in there, so he was looking for another road uh, to the welterweight crown. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of killers in the welterweight division as well, and we thought that he might just be a, a touch too small, but from his debut to where he's at right now, I think he's tucked to it like a duck to water. His striking's outstanding. He's gone back to uh, a lovely little bit of his uh, traditional jiu-jitsu as well. This is a hell of a fight. He's going to need every single talent that he's got uh, to take on Kamaru Usman because as we've spoke about on this show, there are two pots in the welterweight division. You've got your old guard, the guys that have been there, done it, got the T-shirt, and then you've got these new, young, up-and-coming killers uh, that are striving for uh, UFC glory, and Kamaru Usman is 100% one of those guys. On the deck, is there anybody better in the young pot than Kamaru Usman? 
No, I don't think there is. I don't think there is. So how do you think this is going to then play out this weekend? Does he have to keep it on the feet, uh, Rafael de Sanjos, even though his ground game is I'm just going to say, Rafael de Sanjos' ground game is fucking obscenely brilliant. You know, he's a They're both very, brilliant on the deck, Very high-level black belt. For different reasons, though. We've got a black belt on one side and an and a, uh, absolute killer college wrestling star uh, in the other, in Usman. So I think on the deck, they kind of... Even each other out, do you think? Yeah, I think Usman's probably got the physical strength to put the fight where he wants it. But if he puts... De Sanyos on his back. De Sanyos is quite comfortable on his back. So, like like what usually happens with these tight grappler or grappler matches, it'll probably play out on its feet. Yeah. Uh, and for that reason... I hope I've, so. Yeah, of course. And for that reason, I've got to go with Usman because I just think Usman's physically a lot stronger, younger, fresher, carries a big punch. See, I'm going the other way. Are you going to go with, uh, with De Sanyos? Yeah, I've fallen for De Sanyos oh, since, he's moving to, uh, since he's moved to welterweight, really. I've fallen for him big time. I just like the way that he's going about his business. And his only loss has been yeah. to cut to Kobe. It's exciting, man. Yeah, man. Come on. Yeah. He's he's like a veteran of the game, isn't he? Desanos. And yet I think I think was, I think he's only like thirty four, but he yeah. feels like he's been around forever. Yeah, 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 Probably because yeah. he looks forty four. Mm-hmm. But uh Nah, man, I can just see Usman. I think I think Usman now is will be inspired by Ponzinibbio the other week. Yeah. Ponzinibbio, as we talked about. Make a statement. He's made the statement yeah, there. Yeah. Ponzinibbio made a big statement in this welterweight division to go, okay, Colby may be next, but I'm fucking right behind him. And I think Usman needs to do something similar. Usman needs to make a big statement against the Sanyos this weekend. I think a knockout would do it. Oh, if he does that, you're talking world title shots. But I think what's more more likely is is Usman ragdolling him around a little bit and, yeah. and getting physical with him and not engaging with him on the ground necessarily, but just getting his hands on him and throwing him about. I, think, I expect to see a lot of takedowns in this fight. I expect to see then down the stretch maybe Usman loading up with right hands and I'd be surprised if Usman... I, I, I think Usman's going to stop him probably in four or five. Okay. Um, have you caught much of Tough this year? Is anything? No, I haven't watched any of it at all. No? At all. So it is what it is. There's two... Because it's, it's a weird Tough because... It's tough with Whitaker and Gastelum, yet Whitaker and Gastelum aren't on the tough card. No, they're fighting in they're fighting March, February, March next year. Exactly, yeah. So um, and it's heavyweight. It's all blocks. heavyweights as well, yeah. And is it not? Uh, is it not a lower women's, weight category? Women's, women's featherweight. There you go. Men's heavyweight. So the there men's go. heavyweight final: Justin Frazier against Diepa. Both those guys won by finishing the first in their semi-finals. I'm literally reading this now. I haven't watched any of it. I couldn't tell you what any of them are like. Uh, but Darren Stewart's on a bill, mm. the dentist yeah, yeah, yeah. from the UK. Um, don't forget, Darren Stewart at the start of this year, we were talking about him going, he's lost three, he's in trouble, you know, he really needs to fucking be careful here. And then suddenly it was like, bang, knockout Eric Spicely in Liverpool, of course, on a till on the card. And then bang, he knocks out Charles Bay over in Dallas. I was ringside for both. He's gone from being fucking the guy looking the over his out. shoulder yeah, yeah. to now being one of the form guys in this weight division. So. As usual with the dentist, man, he's there to fucking take your teeth. But he can be beaten. He can be outgrappled. He can be taken down. Mm. Um, the beauty of it is this one he's fighting this weekend. He's fighting a guy called Shazbian, who's making his, uh, his UFC debut. This guy came through on Dana White's uh, contender series. I did see this fight there. He won by knockout in the first round. If you look at his record, he's had seven fights and he's won all seven by knockout. Mm. That, for me, suggests this is the type of fight Darren Stewart can win mm. because this guy ain't a college wrestler. He ain't a jiu-jitsu guy. He ain't going to come here to grapple. He's going to come to try and knock Darren Stewart's head off because that's what he does. 
The beauty of it is, that's what Darren Stewart does. The perfect fight for Darren Stewart. This is definitely not going the distance. That That's my tip for this card. The Dentist versus Edmund Shabayazan. Mm. Shai Bazian. Well done. Um, obviously, as you know, I am in the States this weekend. And the reason why I brought up... Fucking hell, no, no. Like, that's the third time you've well, mentioned it. The reason why I brought up that I might nip over on Friday night. Have you seen who else is on that undercard? Just have a little bit of a look down the undercard there. Maybe maybe have a look at some of the women's flyweights that are on there. Oh, my girl's on there. Well... Your girl sister's on there. She's the they're double act. Yeah, one the other. I have, to, I have them with both one, once. With one comes the other. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yang An- and Yang. Uh, Antonina uh, Shevchenko, in my opinion, the older and fitter one, um, uh, is in action. She's obviously um, for those that don't know, she's the sister of the bullet Valentina Shevchenko. Stop it, um, Antonina, kickboxer, forty pro fights, only lost once in the world of kickboxing, undefeated in the world of mixed martial arts. They do train together, they spar together, they, they sleep together, they do all sorts of uh, stuff together. So I just might nip over because I know that it'd infuriate you, wouldn't it, if I, me and the Shevchenko twins uh, or twins, Shevchenko sisters are having a little bit of a selfie there? Yeah, that'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? Would that upset you? Antonia goes by the moniker. La Pantera. The shit. Do you know what that means? Uh, red Panty Party? I don't know. The Pink Panther. The Pink Panther. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you Fuck d- me. You are a dirtbag, aren't you? Shenchenko's kid. Mate, that would be a night to remember Just in, in Vegas. If you're tuned in and you're thinking that you're going to get some highbrow mixed martial arts commentary on this particular podcast, yeah. well, what did you think? Come back on Thursday yeah. for Dan's <laughs> reptile show. Who recommended the show to you? <laughs> Come on, man. That's not how this rolls. Um, that's Friday night. Early hours of Saturday morning, you can experience that. Then, technically Saturday night, which is now early hours of Sunday, or Sunday night, early hours of Sunday morning, with it being in Australia. It's a bit confusing, this, but in the early hours of Sunday morning, um, you're going to get UFC Adelaide. Uh, Now, our betting partner is uh, William Hill. We're going to give you a little bit of a treble to get stuck in uh, with some Knicks picks uh, in a moment or two. But our boy Dan Hardy... Say you something. He's he's multi-global. This lad, isn't he? He's over there, isn't he? He's done Beijing. He's got himself a little uh, one of them air propeller flights down to uh, Australia, and he's down there now for the week because he's doing UFC Adelaide. Is the boy? UFC Adelaide comes next. It's a cracking card as well. Mm. Uh, you know, Friday's cards decent. I think the main event on Friday is great, uh, but Saturday is just like the big boys are back, aren't they? Tyson Pedro versus Shogun, Mark Hunt versus Justin Willis, Junior De Santos versus Tai Tuivasa. Who I'm a massive fan of, massive fan of Tide Two of EC, you know, and uh, any heavyweight at this level um, that remains undefeated needs respect, all respect in the world. So I am so looking forward to this fight as well. Sleeper on the undercard, flyweight, Wilson Re- Reese versus Bell Nigen. Heist. Wilson Heist, they call Heist. It. That's, how, that's how you pronounce it there, isn't it? Absolutely. And then uh, and our boy's back as well, Scotland's own, Paul Craig it's is been, back. It's been time, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Do you know something? I was going to ask you this off air, but we'll do it now, seeing that we're on air. Um, what was that? Has he been injured? What's been going on? Yeah, he was out for a while. Yeah, he picked up an injury, and I think uh, you know, I think after his performance as well. Because think back to to that night in in London Wembley in March. At the O2, you mean? It was the O2, yeah, yeah, London. Oh, right, sorry, in March, uh, the Vadum. Vadum Volkov on the card, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, when he got his last in the second. Room. Yeah, he got his last second. And job. he literally got the last second yeah, yeah. of the third round triangle choke against the. Uh, when he was getting beat. Ankalaev. Beat! <laughs> fucking battered. <laughs> yeah, absolutely battered. And that would have been his third defeat on a run. And he pulled that off. You know what? 
if anyone ever deserved a bit of a break, yeah, it yeah. was Paul Craig after that because he saved his career ultimately with that last second triangle. So he's back this weekend, uh, excited to see Paul Craig. And also, people who listen to us regularly will know uh, one of my favourites from Down Under uh, is Jake Matthews, hmm. who's uh, who's back up at welterweight. He takes on Tony Martin. Huge uh, opportunity for him. Massive fan of Jake Matthews. That will be a great fight as well. Hmm. Um, by the way, I'm just trying to think whether Valentina will be there this week. She will be there this weekend, won't she? Well, she's there. fighting the week after. She's fighting Johanna the week after. She'll be there. She's in Toronto the week after, mate. She'll be there. You reckon, do you? Yeah. She'll be there. <laughs> definitely. I'm definitely going then. Definitely. Um, we're going to come up with a little bit of a treble for you. So, William Hill are our new betting partner. You will have seen uh, their adverts on our YouTube stuff. Um, and they have uh, promised us some top quality odds for this weekend. However, with what Nick has picked, right? Yep. Um, I think this is uh, quite decent value. And I reckon two of the three picks that you're going with are uh-huh. shoe-ins. I think they will happen. You've got, shoe-ins, eh? You've gone for one that's not a favourite, just to boost the odds a touch, haven't you? Go on, tell us tell us what you're picking in the top three on the Australasia card in the well, UFC. Well, that's it, because, it's, because it is Australasia, because it is UFC Adelaide. I've, I've, uh, you know, I've gone for a big homer. A big home weekend, a big homer treble. Uh, I'm going to stay away from Jake Matthews. I'm going to stick with the big boys, even though I do think Jake will win. You could, you could actually quad this up, but I'm going to go with Tyson Pedro yeah. to get the win at light heavyweight. I'm going to go with Mark Hunt yeah. with the walkaway KO against Justin Willis. Uh-huh. And in the main event, I'm going to go for the big upset. I'm going to go for Ty Tuavisa to emerge as a genuine heavyweight contender with a finish against Junior De Santos. So mm. Pedro Hunt. To a visa treble for me, please, Mr. William Hill. Are you surprised um, that the majority of bookies, including William Hill, have got uh, tied to a visa as an underdog going into that fight with JDS? It's all about experience. You know, he's been nowhere near this level before. Yes, he outpointed Andre Orlovsky last time out, but, you know, that was only his second or third fight in the UFC. You know, this is his real first big test, but I just think on home soil with the fans behind him, uh, Junior can be hurt. You know, once you know, once you've lost and you know how to lose, it comes easier, doesn't mm-hmm. it? And I just think that uh, he's going to take some stopping. And Junior's in this win-loss, win-loss, win-loss sequence at the moment, which dates back to fucking Kane in 2012, mm. and he's due a loss. Mm. So uh, that's why I'm going to go with two of Visa to, to get the upset and to crown what could be a brilliant night for the Aussie fans. Uh, two of Visa, Tyson Pedro, and Mark Hunt all to win as a treble. Five to one with William Hill. Do bet responsibly. Gamblerword.co.uk and all that gubbins. Do check it out. All right. Um, I'm just having a quick look because um, they've sent me a list of odds for uh, next week as well for UFC Toronto. And I've just had a little bit of a flick down. And obviously, it is the uh, the ultimate uh, fight disciples battle between the Bullets and the champion. All oh, right. Oh my God! Yeah. Fucking hell, I'm so excited. Um, your girl is a 3-1 to one on favourite for that fight. Easy money, lad. Get Easy two, money. You get 2-1 to one on Johanna, lighting her the fuck up. Oh, Easy money. Can you imagine if she does it and I win money as no. well? Oh, winning, winning, winning chicken dinner. Um, Jimmy's on that card as well, Jimmy Manua, who we're going to be, uh, you can hear from next week, on next week's show. How's his uh, Claudio Jadela? Uh, we'll be speaking about this all next week, though. Um, and we've got some more uh, fantastic cards from Willem Hill coming your way. Uh, on next week's show. Um, this week, um, are you uh, are you going to be uh, taking in any uh, fights this week? Are you? Are you? Uh, are you? I know that you're out and about with your mum, aren't you? On uh, on Saturday evening. Yeah, there's a couple of options actually because there's a there's two shows at Liverpool this week. Mm. There's a boxing show on the Friday. Then there's the Cage Warriors Academy show on the Saturday night. 
Um, but then there's also a, a Midlands area boxing champ. What? No. A Midlands area belt. Yeah. Up for grabs. That's right. Uh, down at down at Birmingham at Aston Villa's ground. So I might go down there Saturday night yet. I haven't quite uh, decided. Mm. So why, Adam? Where are you going to no, be no, no. on Saturday no, no, night? No, no. I'm not bringing that up again. The reason why I bring that up is just that I wanted to show a contrast to your week. Um, because uh, today is uh, today is a, as a recording day uh, in the Pete's household is a very significant day. It's the youngest male Pete's birthday. Yep, four uh, today. That's right, and uh, they're out and about doing uh, doing bits. Right, so obviously at the weekend it's all consumed by fight sports. What are you up to today, Sunshine? We're going to uh, we're going skiing. No, 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 no. That's not, listen, right? Yes, in essence, you are going skiing, right? Now, yeah, that yeah. sounds flash as fuck, right? Very yeah, yeah. middle class from Nick Pete. That's what it sounds like. It's not cold skiing, though, that you're going to, is it? I know, it's like the Moose Factory or... Right, exactly. Give them the proper name, right? So you are going to the children's version of what you're doing. Yeah. Is it the Mighty Moose children's like ski that. thing uh, or something snow factory yeah. in Trafford have you got to dress up have you got to get all the kids <laughs> kids so. gear on I hope so I'm, yeah. up, I'm up and Father Christmas is going to be there as well to be honest with you so <laughs> actually I had a big I had a big boost off him this morning because he was opening Who's his, Father Christmas or the no, boy off the boy <laughs> and he was opening his toys and then he opened this he opened his action figure because he's, he's obsessed with Avengers even though he's never seen it yeah. and uh, he went hey dad this looks like you and I thought, oh, here we go. Is here Hulk? we go. Is it Thor, maybe? No. Got to be Hulk. Nope. Thanos. <laughs> I think it was the beard. He's got like a purple beard or something. I was like, all right. You're great. Thanks, son. Yeah. The big, the big fat fella. But anyway, I'll take that and run with it. Could have been worse. Could have yeah. been, could have been Spider Man. Could have been Daddy Pig. That's what it could have been. Could have been Daddy Absolutely, Pig. Absolutely. I get yeah. that all the time, yeah. mate. Daddy Pig. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, happy birthday to him. Um, thank you very much. Um, for listening to us once again you can subscribe to this nonsense on iTunes at Fight Disciples on all our social medias as well Um, that's uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube on YouTube make sure you subscribe because I don't want you to miss out on the Jimmy Manuel interview that we've got coming up um, on next week's show as we build up towards UFC Toronto enjoy this weekend don't forget it's two uh, UFC shows the tough final with RDA and Kamado Usman and then obviously UFC Adelaide which Dan Hardy will be all over and his show of no doubt will be recorded out and about in Australia. No doubt he'll be up to no good. He went at the Great Wall of China yesterday, weren't he? I've seen that, yeah. Pretending to be giving it the old big and on the other wall, thinking he was bloody karate kid, yeah. weren't he? He'll probably be on Sydney Opera House today. Oh, he? he'll be climbing. What a climbing shit trick. life he's got. He's got a terrible life as Dan, <laughs> hasn't he? Getting some new ink done whilst he's out there, no doubt. Uh, his show will be available for you Thursday morning here in the UK, so make sure you subscribe uh, via iTunes, all right? We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.